Blessings to you today. Welcome. Pastor Tim Karskatten here, Christian Center Shreveport, doing our daily podcast here from Shreveport, Louisiana. So glad you're with us. We're dealing with the Leviathan spirit this week. Yesterday we talked about expelling evil spirits, and today we're going to talk about how to rid them from our own lives today and, and be clean before the Lord. God has a way for that to happen. God turn it around. Welcome, welcome. So glad you're with us today. It's a special day because why? The Lord made it. Amen. Well, it's Thursday. It is the 22nd. So it's 2 24. Lots of twos in there, right? Uh, 2 2 2. We love this. Isaiah 22 22. We love that. That's a great story for us to kind of kick off today. We've been dealing with this Leviathan spirit this week that we know the Lord has given us prophetic that it's being released, especially at a high level till the end of this month, but it also speaks of the, the need for us to deal with this properly and uh, make sure that we become clean vessels before the Lord. It's such a, a wonderful story because otherwise we can lose our places of authority. And that Isaiah 22 passage is really about that Shebna who had been given authority by the Lord and by Israel, but he said he used his his office for selfish uh, ambition, for self-gain, to hewn out a, a stone for himself is what it says in there. He used all that he was given to promote himself. Well, that's a heart issue. That's an, that's an unclean spirit issue. And because of that, the Lord says in the scripture there that he hurled him headlong and he moved, put his mantle on, on Elakim, another. And then he says, what doors God opens, no man can shut. It's a whole new realm to walk in. Well, guess what happens? The door got shut to Shebna, but the door got open to Elikam. That's why we want to be a free. We want to be an army of Elikams that uh, have dealt with their heart issues. And with this spirit in the earth, I think what you need to do instead of being fearful is saying, Lord, do I identify with any of its manifestations? Do I accuse? Am I hostile? Am I dividing? Uh, am I judging? Okay. If you're doing those things, you're one, you're, you're giving yourself access to the spirit, but you're also, if, in a sense, destroying your future if you don't deal with it. Because God's not going to get promotion because of that issue like he did in Shebna. And I want to say, as we read yesterday, it said Jesus went about preaching in their synagogues all around Galilee and ca- expelling out demons or casting out demons, some translations say. That, so if we want to say that, he went to churches all around Galilee and cast out demons. That's what he ended up doing. So good, respectable religious people who, who go to church and say the right things, but in their lives somewhere 
there's an area where they've allowed the demonic to have access where basically they can't even control that area of your life. You know, if you have a rage issue, you're like, where did that come from? You know, I know that's a carnal issue, but it grows when you don't tend to it and deal with it. And it's out of control. You can't control yourself. It may be in physical desires. It could be gluttony. It could be addiction of some other kind, pornography, anything. Maybe it's your emotions. Maybe it's your mind, whatever. And so we want to deal with those areas. And if we can accept this and, and not fear that there's something wrong with you and realize that the Lord wants you to be free, first of all, I said it yesterday, Jesus doesn't deal with the man or the person. He deals with the spirit. And if you'll do that, separate yourself. And like David did, he said, so why are you so downcast? He separated himself in the spirit realm and looked at his soul and said, what is your problem? And I guarantee you there was some type of unclean thing in him. And he knew he needed to deal with it. But he had to separate himself and recognize that's not who he was. He's, he's greater than that. and. We want to we want to understand this where God wants to set us free. So let's look at another picture in the ministry of Jesus, which is, is similar. It describes the same incident in Luke 4, uh, 40 and 41, which we read yesterday in Mark chapter 1. But it says, Now when the sun was setting, all those who had anyone sick with various diseases brought to them uh, brought them to him. And he laid hands on every one of them and he healed them. And demons also came out of the man crying out. Uh, we don't really need to read more there. But the ministries of healing and deliverance are, are interwoven. There's my point. And that's what I was saying as well. The next wave of ministry will be healing and deliverance. And it shouldn't have to be a wave. This should have been riding all along since the time of Christ, but it hasn't. Look, deliverance is messy. Healing can be messy too. You got to be patient. What if they don't get healed the first time you pray? Do you keep praying, right? Everybody gets nervous. Why are you praying five minutes? Why are you praying 10 minutes? Because we want to see them healed. That, that's the goal. And they came because they were sick. That's why they came to Jesus. But in many cases, their cure, listen to me, demanded the expelling of evil spirits. Because that tells you that infirmity can be tied to evil activity, demonic activity. Jesus laid hands on every one of them. He's right. He did. They, they, there used to be, I don't know whether it's still today, but uh, uh, tradition is that unscriptural to lay hands on someone who has an evil spirit. If that is so, then Jesus was unscriptural. And I'd rather follow his pattern than some tradition. You know, you don't, you're like you're afraid the demon's going to get on you if you lay hands on him. Well, Jesus did. So as we look at Luke, we, we see one in another chapter, Luke 13. We find the woman who's been over double in verses 11 through 16 and another incident, another synagogue later on, right? Behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, bent over and could not in no way raise herself up. Now notice here that this was caused by a spirit of infirmity, an evil spirit that had doubled her body over so that she couldn't straighten herself up. It says, now when the woman saw her, when, I'm sorry, when Jesus saw her, he called to her and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Now notice the word loosed indicated binding. He said that in faith, nothing had changed. Notice that. And he laid hands on her 
Notice she had a spirit of infirmity, but he laid hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath and said to the crowd, There are six days in which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on one of them and not on the Sabbath day. (laughs) Kind of silly, right? The Lord then answered and said to him, You hypocrite, don't you, each one of you, on the Sabbath, he loses his ox or his donkey from the stall and would lead him away to water. So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan is bound, think of it for 18 years, be loosed of this bond from this bond on the Sabbath. She was a believing woman. Listen, she was a Jewess. She was a member of the synagogue. She had terrible physical problem. Her back was bent over. It was not primarily a physical problem. It was a cause of a spirit by a spirit of infirmity. Jesus didn't deal with the woman. He dealt with the spirit. At the moment, the spirit of infirmity left her. She straightened up. Now that demands discernment, doesn't it? And we're pointing out here that um, the physical actually was caused by an evil spirit. Jesus also dealt with, he dealt with deaf and dumb spirits that way, blindness being caused by evil spirits. In many cases, his ministry to heal the people was to deliver them from the spirits that caused their dumbness or their deafness or their blindness. Now, we don't have to get too deep in that, but we can understand what, what was happening there. Keep reading here, Luke 13, 31 through 32. Uh, we see kind of some of the last glimpses of his ministry. It says, On that same day, some Pharisees came to him, get out and depart from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, go tell that fox, that's Herod, behold, I cast out demons, perform cures today, and tomorrow, the third day, I shall be perfected. Now, that's that's a Hebrew term. Uh, Tomorrow, the third day means from now on until the job is finished. So he said, I'm going to be doing two things. I'm going to be casting out demons, expelling demons. I'm going to be performing healing, cures, right? That's how it started. And that's how he continued. And that's how it's going to end. His whole ministry from beginning to end included as a major part. And one third of his time of healing the sick and was casting out, was healing the sick and casting out demons. And two were so intertwined that there was really impossible to tell the difference. You could not tell the difference. So with this spirit that we're battling right now, let's recognize we don't have to let it remain. We can see this thing go. So we want to illustrate this in the New Testament that as you go out, when they, when they were sent out to evangelize, they first were commissioned to deal with evil spirits because if we're going to get people saved, we got to get some spirits out of the way. And there's a real wonderful passage in Mark 10, I'm sorry, Matthew 10, verse one, he says, and when he called his 12 disciples to them, he gave them the power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Notice the first thing he did was give them authority to deal with evil spirits. And then he says, and he he goes on to say in verse five, these 12 sent out, and then it says they were missing, anyway, some, some parts there. But go rather to the lost sheep of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Don't preach, merely preach, but do something what? Heal the sick, 
cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. And that was their equipment. That was in their tool belt. And we have been trying to tell you that this spirit's active right now. You have in your tool belt the ability to do that. So after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and he sent them out by two before the face of the city and the place where he himself was about to go. Mm, I like that. He's preparing the way, right? So if we keep reading, it says, And the 70 returned in joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. What was that? Uh, what was so impressive about that? They had authority over de- demons or demonic spirits. They were not the 12, they were the 70. So guess what? The common person can deal with these things. And then we look at the final commission, the end of the Gospels, there in Mark 16, says the same thing. Uh, It goes on and it says, And he said to them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And him who believes, be baptized, be saved, and him who believes not is condemned. And these signs will follow them that believe. What is the first sign? In the name of Jesus they shall cast out demons he did not send them out without first making sure they knew how to cast out demons matthew 28 the other version the great commission it goes on baptizing making disciples teaching them to observe all i commanded you and I'm, i'm with you to the end of the age he told them to teach their disciples along the way teach them what what was the main things he taught them how to deal with evil spirits so i think it's important as we go into these darker days that we have this revelation that we have been called to deal with these things. I'm not talking about going up against principality. I'm not saying we won't contend at some level, but let's do that corporately. Let's do that with leadership as we go. But if you're going to make a disciple, if you don't teach them to do that, then you're not really making a disciple. Now think about that. Much of discipleship in the church has nothing to do with healing and deliverance being honest with you, especially in the evangelical world, teaching them how to lead people to Christ, which is extremely important. But what about they have an infirmity? What if they need to be healed as well in the midst of all that, that God wants to do that? And so he envisioned him going forward and teaching this and making sure that it was a normal part of the kingdom and a normal part of the Christian walk. All right. So I think it's remarkable that God has provided this for us and we're not alone. I'm going to stop right there. I hope I've been helpful this week. I'm not trying to get everybody in deliverance ministry, but I'm telling you, with this spirit's active, we need people who know that God has called us to do this so that we can start taking back territory. We can start getting those ancient boundaries back to where they're supposed to be and get our lives in order. And if we're coming against this Leviathan spirit right now, we need to understand that we have been given authority to deal with unclean spirits that come inside of us first, and then and those we come in contact. Always separate the person from the spirit. And think about that. What about you getting somebody free from a spirit only to see that they're gonna be healed as well? Infirmity removed from them, blind eyes open, deaf ears open, and so forth. Maybe it's the spirit behind it sometimes. We've got to deal with that. So, Father, I pray for everybody listening this week. Lord, I don't want to give any glory to Satan, but I do want to give glory to you who overcame Satan, and you're going to use us to overcome him again and again until you return. In the name of Yeshua, amen, amen. All right, God bless you. See you tomorrow. Thanks again for listening each and every day here on our daily podcast here from Christian Center.
of Shreveport. We're so glad you're with us. Remind you that our All at School of Ministry is now taking applications for the fall semester 2024. If you're interested in being a full-time school of ministry, contact us at allofsm.org or .com. And you can uh, find all the information about it. We do practicality. We don't just teach you in a class, but we let you practice that. You can check that out. Don't forget your giving. You can go to our website, our app, and do that as well. We're so thankful for your sowing into this ministry today. We love each and every one of you. All right, come back tomorrow. I know she has a different style, but I do feel like Cindy was hearing from the Lord. I love the Council of Prophets, getting many people to be a part of that. I pray this encourages you. We have prayer to pray that goes with everything we've said this week about our power of intercession. So let's pray, press into these words. Let's avoid a world war. Let's see Christ reign in every area. Lord, I bless everybody listening today. May they have a great weekend. Come back again next week. We love you guys. Shabbat Shalom.